You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Matt, the vocals of Cryptopsy, and you're listening to my podcast, Vox and Hops, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians and we talk about their lives, their music, and most importantly, craft beer. I have to tell you, out of all of the interviews that I had scheduled at the Heavy Montreal weekend, this was one of the top two or three that I was most uh, concerned about how it was going to go. I had spent two weeks in South America alongside uh, Watain a few years ago, and uh, honestly, I did not really say that much to Eric. We didn't have many opportunities to have conversations, so I was concerned about how this interview was going to go down. But as soon as we sat down together and like we looked at each other, I was like, ah, this is going to be okay. I had a great chat. I really appreciate it. I'm uh, stoked to share it all with you. Here it is, episode number 49 with Eric Danielson from Watain. I warn you, what you are about to hear is very disturbing indeed. Hey, what's up, everybody? Today I'm at Heavy Montreal with Eric Danielson from Watain. That's right. So good to be back with you, brother. Likewise. We had, likewise. We, had, we had such a crazy time in South America together. That's right. That was a, that was a wild ride. It was uh, those fucking planes. I hate those tours. We just did it in Asia. Yeah. Where you don't sleep. It's hard. It's hard on the. Yeah, how do man. you handle that as a vocalist? You know, we, we we actually had we were out for we had the longest tour we ever had during our 20 years as a band just a few months back. Two, That's true. Two months in a row starting. South America, going on to Australia, uh, New Zealand, up to Asia for a while. It's two months in total. And uh, I don't know, it becomes kind of, uh, we try to see it like as a kind of a military operation. Absolutely, you know? yes. Like we, we try to face it like we're, we're at war. And uh, I mean, of course you can drink and of course you can party. I bet soldiers do that too, right? But, but you have to, no whining allowed, no fucking, no bitching, no crying, just... Uh, you know, hit the lobby calls. Fucking don't, don't fuck around. You got to be a fucking pro at the end yeah, of the yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you can have a so, lot of fun, uh, but you got to be a pro. Yeah. So I mean, I, I enjoy it actually. I, I enjoy seeing the other four pirates at <laughs> five in the morning. You know, still, <laughs> still completely messed up. Like, where, where are we going next? Uh, Bolivia. Uh, okay. Four thousand meters above sea level. Jesus. Let's yeah, do it, yeah. You know, I, I enjoy. Uh, it. How, how do you keep your voice healthy? The voice. Not really a problem. It just always works. Yeah, it just always works. I quit smoking uh, last year. Awesome, congrats. That was, uh, that, was uh, that helped, I think. Yeah. But uh, I don't know, I, I can I can do, I'm, I don't know, it just works. It just works. I, it's, it's a different voice though, right? That's it's right. a different voice you use on stage. So I, I guess it just, it has its little black cave in, in there somewhere and it comes out. It has it to come out on stage, yeah. Vox and Hops is about craft beer and hanging out with my friends. Today I brought right. you La Mer IPA from Brassard de Montréal. This is great. They graciously man. gave me uh, some beers to share with my friends, so cheers. Cheers, man. Cheers. Tell me about the craft beer scene from where you are. Do you like craft beer? Is that something you're into? You know, whenever uh, I'm offered one, I'll, I'll have it, absolutely. But I'm not, uh, I'm not, um, I haven't gotten nerdy about it. I'm more of a, no, I'm not more of a wine guy either. I, I don't know, I'm, I, I, I enjoy every kind of good drink, but I, I haven't really got into the scene, so to speak. But it's huge. It's a huge thing in Sweden, yeah. 
I had a good time in Sweden. Yeah. I was there a few months ago, and right. there were some good craft beers that I drank yeah, there. I Absolutely. Yeah. I bet. Yeah, there, there's there's a big scene, and even in the small town that we're from, Uppsala, which is where Vatain was formed 20 years ago, uh, there's uh, one of the biggest uh, like independent craft beer companies called Temple, which is kind of metal focused as well they do a lot awesome. of stuff with bands as well I love so. that stuff I love it I love yeah. it well, have you ever thought of making a Watain beer collaboration we have but um, we have I mean like everything we do with Watain we wanted to kind of have a a real sense of purpose in a way you know I don't think we would just go ahead and do a beer just for the sake of it I think we would in that case I think I would really need to get into the whole like concept of beer making Be more a bit into more it, yeah. and, and, and uh, I know people have been doing like stuff with blood in it already and stuff like that so something I, that would be on brand for what yeah, yeah i suppose but but um we'll see we'll see I, i'm 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 pretty open for the idea it's just i, I think i would want to know a bit more about the process and like what what actually matters and i think we could do something pretty interesting with it i don't know if we would do a beer or wine or yeah i think a wine might be actually better yeah, for maybe, maybe. In the end. or or uh, some heavy liquor we actually had this one idea that what we're going to do, because uh, in Sweden you cannot buy booze in stores, right? It has to be like you in a liquor to, store. Yeah, it's, it has to be in a very specific liquor store that is government-owned. Got it, yeah. So we wanted to produce, we wanted to make a Vatain liquor that would be like the cheapest one in the stores. <laughs> so all the kids and all the alcoholics would, would buy it and like ruin their lives. So that, you know, <laughs> it would be awesome. I love it. Yeah. But uh, I don't know if, if uh, where we are with those plans, actually. We gave, we gave over the plans to management and I don't know where, where they <laughs> Do you remember your first beer? Uh, no, I don't. I remember my first... Um, the first time I had like really strong liquor... But uh, I had actually, I started with with liquor. It was mostly like... It's easier to share a bottle of liquor. Yeah. It's cold in Sweden. It's cold as here, I imagine. Yeah. Not today, obviously. Yeah, and I like this kind of fiery... It has, I mean, liquor to me is very diabolical somehow. You know, it has a, it has a very fiery aspect to it. And I, I think uh, by the time we started drinking... Uh, we were already into metal, right? So, so it, it just made sense somehow. Yeah, it had this like really strong fucking d- health disgusting, but also very rewarding. It's rewarding, but then there's that slippery little extra drink and then you're in trouble. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which, which works with metal yeah. too and yeah, the evilness of it. Definitely, yeah. definitely. I personally just did an Asian tour. We played in Singapore. Rachel Chan tried to ban our show. Oh, I did. Just like yeah, exactly. your show happened. Yeah. Do yeah. you care to talk about that? Sure. Uh, I mean, that was on the two-month tour that we exactly, did. Exactly, yeah. And uh, we were fucking haggard from being out for a long time on the road. Of and course. We were at the se- there was actually the second last show of the whole tour. Really? Okay. The day after, we had Thailand. But uh, Singapore has always been like a kind of important uh, country for us. We always had a lot of contacts there, underground labels that put out our stuff on cassettes and since way back, you know. So we really look forward to go there. Uh, during the day, we found out that the gig was simply not going to happen. So right? you arrived in Singapore yeah, we, and we then arrived. the day of. They yeah, let you into exactly. the country, though. Exactly. We, okay. we entered the country. This was actually the day before the show. Unbelievable. We started to hear about this petition being raised and, like, we, we were keeping uh, updated. But, uh, yeah, on the day of the show, we were actually setting up in the venue, rigging really? the stage. Yeah, and they came in and, like, sorry, it's not going to happen. Unbelievable. The promoter was actually in tears. You know, this huge guy, gym guy, you know, yes, like, sir. huge guy <laughs> no, in tears. Dude. Unbelievable, yeah. Um, but we had a meet and greet with everyone that had tickets outside. 
the fans yeah. were still there. Uh, yeah, yeah, they were there. So we were all hanging out with them and like had a huge party in the parking lot. Fucking right, that's what it was great. But uh, what? How, how do you feel about like governments well, uh, honestly, trying to censor? Uh, I'm, 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 I'm. Uh, it's a double-edged sword. I think uh, metal should always be kept dangerous. You know, I love uh, these PMRC <laughs> kind of people. Yeah, yeah. Because they uh, they keep this, they Aura. maintain a kind yeah. of friction. You know, that that that, that that's healthy. I think there, there should always be this healthy friction between normal society and heavy metal. I, I really believe that. I don't think it should go hand in hand. I think there always should. We should. Be, you uh, should always be the outcasts. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think should it's be dangerous. In, I think it's important to to uh, to let those energies always remain because otherwise the, it, the shit gets kind of lukewarm and blunt somehow. But so, so what happened in Singapore, I think, in a way, makes perfect sense. What they said was that they were afraid that we were a satanic band that would come to corrupt their youth, of course, present them to you know diabolical sinister ideas have them you know winded up with uh, with uh, songs about satan about perversion about devil worship all of that is true what can i say <laughs> i mean it, it it's exactly is. the point of what it's, it, it's exactly what we were gonna come to do <laughs> yes. so 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 uh, i have uh, what what can i say they i mean if I would have been them, I would have done exactly the same thing. If you were a Christian How, extremist, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, however, what it resulted in was that on Spotify, on our merch store—I mean, Singapore was the top country for the for the five months uh, afterwards. Fucking I mean, awesome! Sti- still, like up until so th- recently. So thank you, Rachel Chan. We were we were on national TV for fucking several. I mean, several times. It was you know it, it, it just went through the roof. So uh, at the end of a tour, I mean, management were like applauding. <laughs> <laughs> they were super. Now, nah, but it, that, so there's always two sides of the coin, right? It was shit not to be able to do the show. I'm sure we'll do it. You'll make it happen, point, and yeah. there'll be even more people there. Yeah, but, yeah. but stuff, stuff like that needs to happen every once in a while. And with a band like us, you, you know, we're kind of asking for it. So, so I, I'm not, a, I'm not one to like whine and complain about it. That's I, I, I love your stage show. What's that? Your stage show, I love it. Sure. Yeah, I've seen you do some crazy things. Sure. What would be the craziest thing that you've done? And then in retrospect, you said, "Oh, that was a bit too much." Uh, I'm not really a too much kind of guy. <laughs> uh, I, my my limits are pretty much non-existing when it comes to artistic expression in a black metal context. I think you should go all the way and more, you know. But uh, we've had uh, we've been very close to burning down venues. We've been very close to having more than fifty percent of the audience vomiting simultaneously uh, from. One the smell or, or the blood or, or yeah, uh, but you know that's that's it's a part of the experience. It's a part of the experience, and um, it's uh, it's what we love to do. You know, we we love to uh, shake people out of their comfort zone in other ways than with just music. Absolutely, uh, and uh, honestly, I think that's what a lot of people that are not you know just ordinary black metal fans I think that's why we have a lot of other people coming to the shows too because they everyone loves to be shaken to the core that's why they watch horror movies yeah exactly and here they come close to something that maybe in their ordinary in their regular lives they're not really faced with how often do you stand before a huge fire and uh, there's stuff burning everywhere and there's loud music and there's blood smell and there's just 
everything is insane. How often does that happen? Not, Not that often. You know? <laughs> so I think it's important. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much, Eric. Yeah, thank you. I know you have a lot of stuff to do yeah, today, no so I'm going to let you go. No worries. Cheers. I really, really appreciate hanging out with Likewise. you. Likewise. Hey, thank you all so much for listening right to the end. Eric is such a cool dude, so intelligent, uh, has such a clear vision of what black metal and what Watain represents. It's it's refreshing. I uh, left uh, that interview, as I mentioned, I was extremely nervous about it, and I left that interview just feeling blown away by just how cohesive his vision of what black metal is. I, I love it. I would have liked to have spoken to him for longer, but uh, he's a busy dude. At these festivals, you're always super busy, so I didn't want to keep him. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. That's the final of the three episodes that I dropped today. If in case you missed the other ones, there's Vega da Roca from Metalachi and also Adam D from Killswitch, which came out today. You should check them out. Thank you all so much for listening. I appreciate all the love and support that I'm getting. If you have any suggestions, if you have any ideas, um, things that you would like to see the podcast do that it's not doing, if you want to send me some beers to taste, shoot me an email at matt at voxandhops.com. That's M- M-A-T-T at V-O-X-A-N-D-H-O-P-S dot com. And uh, I am would be more than excited and uh, interested in hearing and reading what you have to say. Once again, I just want to give a shout out to Marie Madolangois for hooking me up with the beer that we had during this episode. I appreciated it. All my guests really liked it. I hope you have a great weekend. I hope you have a great week. And most importantly, I hope you remember to enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. Cheers, Vox and Hopsets. <laughs> Hey, what's up? This is Blake Wyland. I'm the host of the Tone Mob podcast. It's a show where I interview guitar people about guitar stuff. We talk about their pedals, their amps, their accessories, their preferences, all that stuff, as well as a healthy dose of whatever comes up. Topics have ranged from aliens to addiction and anywhere in between. Oh yeah, and pizza. We're definitely going to be talking about pizza. So get the show wherever you're listening to this podcast at. Just search The Tone Mob in your search bar and it will pop right up. Come join us. We're having a lot of fun. Thanks for checking it out.